My name is Jeffrey Burke, and I'm a 40-year veteran of the natural products industry. I'm a naturopathic practitioner, a master herbalist, and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My show airs Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1340 a.m. and 98.9 FM. Every show, I bring you the most relevant topics on better health and wellness, and I bring you the best guests in the industry who share the newest and most up-to-date information that we all need to know about. My show streams live every day at 5 a.m., but for those of you that cannot listen live, all of my shows are recorded and podcast and are available for on-demand downloads at stayhealthylasvegas.com. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the northwest corner of Charleston and Rancho, next to Smith's. Visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store to see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. Stay Healthy offers exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products at awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. Remember to tune into my show often and listen to the on-demand podcast of the show at stayhealthylasvegas.com. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. I'm so glad you're here. We're learning a lot every day, aren't we? Maybe by necessity, maybe by fear, maybe by being sick and tired of being sick and tired, but it seems like a lot more people are reaching out for you know, advice or getting their questions answered or trying to find clarity or trying to be informed or trying to clear up misinformation. But our industry is growing even bigger and faster than it has. And it's already been going and just growing so quickly for the last probably 15 to 20 years. It's just, I think it has to do with it being a necessity and not just being a luxury because we put ourselves by our life choices into categories where we need some help. I'm just glad that I'm a part of this industry and that I get to interview the best of the best and bring great information so that everybody has better tools and a heck of a lot more information. Welcome to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember, you can tune in Monday through Friday. And if you can't tune in live, we're using technology to the fullest because people are into podcasts today as well, which I think it's great because it allows you to listen when it's convenient for you or if you miss a show or you want to hear a show again. Or let's say you hear a show and you love it so much and you want your friends to hear it, you get to send them to hear it as well. Where do you go? StayHealthyLasVegas.com. StayHealthyLasVegas.com. All of the shows are there, uh, archived and available to download on demand when it's convenient for you. You know why you're there. Pair up with Stay Healthy. Enter your email address. Start getting newsletters and coupons, as well as great information and industry and store alerts uh, and good information. Might just make your day, and then you become part of this wonderful thing we call Stay Healthy Health Food Store. Did you know that they are Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley? They are. They're your one-stop, full-service location for everything health and nutrition with only the best of the best. And the people you get to work with are knowledgeable, informed, educated, and passionate because they want to make sure that you're successful. And they want to help you with the clarity and they want to give you as much information so that you can make those decisive decisions about your good health and well-being. Every time you go, it's just another great experience. And I hope that you'll, if you're not already, uh, patronizing Stay Healthy Health Food Store because I'll tell you what, your good health or not so good health will appreciate uh, getting great information and also shopping at a place where they only carry the best of the best. Stay healthy, 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center. They're on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. For mail order services, or maybe on those busy weeks that we all have, you can call them and they'll put everything together for you so you can swoop in, pick it up, and be on your way. The number 877-2494-877-2494. And once again, that webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com. You're going to be glad you went there. Those Coupons are great. You can print them as soon as today. So that's really, really awesome. Well, today we're going to be doing uh, a across-the-line Q&A with my good friend Neil Levin. And these questions are all over the map, so I know he's going to have fun answering these. If you haven't had the absolute distinct pleasure of hearing Neil in the past, 
you're going to love it. And remember, you can go back to that archive and you can pull up past shows and listen to Neil there as well. Neil is the Senior Nutrition Education Manager and Product Formulator for the natural product manufacturer, Now Foods, a board-certified clinical nutritionist who managed health food stores and cooperatives for decades. Neil is an international lecturer, award-winning industry champion, co-founder and longtime officer of the American Nutrition Association, director of the Mid-American Health Association, and the National Clinical Nutrition Certification Board and a former technical advisor to the non-GMO project. He's all over the place, so we respect his opinion, his knowledge, his expertise, his education, because he brings so much to the to the show every time I get the blessing of having him here. So help me welcome my guest. Hey, Neil, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Good to be back with you. And hey, I've, I've got some nice friends, too, like you, so I am blessed. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's It's... It's such an amazing thing, and to be able to do something as long as we've been doing it and still enjoy it, because I, I don't know many people, that, most of my friends will not say that they really, really enjoy what they do or what they did. Uh, a lot of them are retiring, and I can't even imagine, because I would not want to not be part of something new that's coming out. So like I told my friends, when I'm gone, just have me stuffed and stand me up in the, by the door at Expo West. So, there you uh, go. You can be there as a <laughs> greeter. <laughs> so how you doing? How's everything in your world? I'm okay. Got some foreign trips coming up. I got a spe- got three talks in Brazil, another one in Albania, another one in North Macedonia. Mm. How do I uh, do it? I don't know. I don't know. We don't we don't want to ask and we don't want to ask ourselves that because then we'll ponder it too much. We just keep going. <laughs> That's so the thing. I, just keep moving. When you stop moving, you're probably done. (laughs) I agree 100%. Great questions for you today. They're all over the map, but I've been saving them up, so I'm going to dive right in. Sound okay? Sure. I'll give it a go. Okay. Hey, Jeff, I enjoy listening to your guest. My favorite is Neil. I have a question for him about amino acids. My wife and I argue about this all the time. Are isolated amino acids best taken away from food or with food? Maybe he could solve this on your next show. <laughs> it, they can be taken either way. Uh, there are some, some of them compete with each other for absorption. And those are typically like phenylalanine, tyrosine, lysine, uh, arginine, ornithine, lysine compete with each other. The phenylalanine, tyrosine compete with each other. So because of competition, they typically recommend taking them away from meals because you're not taking all the amino acids. You know, there's uh, nine essential amino acids that really are the focus of most of the research. The others you can manufacture in your body from other amino acids sometimes, but from other other items. So, you know, I, for example, I take lysine with my meals because I'm compensating for an arginine-heavy diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lysine is low in grains, and if you're eating a lot of grains, you're not getting that much lysine. Uh, so... You know, I I eat a lot of grains, so I tend to be maybe low in lysine, and I'm taking it to compensate. So, you know, in that kind of measure, it's okay. And I'm not taking, I'm eating protein, but I'm not taking other amino acids at the same time, typically. Uh, So, you know, that's okay. Uh, I also take citrulline at meals. And if I'm doing like a a gram of each, I don't think that's so much. You have to worry about the absorption. It's, It's more large doses taken all at the same time. So, you know, I'm not that worried about taking them between meals. Now, some of them, like people might take branch chain amino acids at bedtime or in the evening to try to stimulate growth hormone production overnight, which would be a reason to keep it away from meals because you're trying to stimulate a specific effect. You know, if you're taking uh, tryptophan or 5-HTP uh, in the in the daytime where they're, they're relaxing, but in the nighttime, uh, evening, overnight, they can actually uh, help you get to sleep, uh, stay asleep, being uh, calming to nervous impulses. So, you know, it depends on 
the reason you're taking them. If you're taking them to balance the diet, you can take them with a meal. If you're taking them for a specific effect, you, you typically will get a stronger effect between meals. As far as digestion, there is no difference because they are pre-digested as free-form amino acids. So that's not really a concern there. But it's, it's, you know, the competition when you start doing a lot of protein and a lot of amino acids, you know, especially, you know, you want to take six grams of an amino acid or something with a meal and you're trying to get some effect, that's where you start getting more into uh, issues of competition. So digestion's not an issue. Competition can be, but not always. All right. Perfect. Um, next question. Hey, Jeff, um, I love listening to you and Neil. He brings such good information to the show. Would you ask him his personal opinion, fish oil or krill oil? Well, krill oil in studies has more bang for the buck. Uh, krill oil is uh, bonded to phospholipids, which are the same substances that are in lecithin, which is a fraction of all the natural oils and fats in, in that we eat, uh, but you know it's a very small fraction. But these phospholipids make up our cell membranes. They make up uh, part of the blood-brain barrier, for example. And having phospholipids attached to something makes it more readily passing the blood-brain barrier. Now that's not really as much of an issue for oils because the blood-brain barrier is mostly designed to exclude. Uh, water-soluble compounds, because the brain's mostly fat and watery things are kind of against its nature. It's, it's suspicious of them. So, but when we're looking at krill oil and absorption, the absorption tends to be better than the regular fish oil. Now, if you take fish oil, there, there's two, two major forms, uh, triglyceride and ethyl ester forms. And both of them are stripped of their attachments and absorb as free fatty acids from the gut. And triglycerides are added at the liver, not absorbed with triglycerides or absorbed with uh, the ethyl esters. Those are actually stripped out during digestion. The phospholipids may not be as separated and may actually transport better because the body really craves and likes these phospholipids, especially since so much of, of our diet in America these days and the Western world in general uh, consists of very refined and processed oils that tend not to have as much of the phospholipids as traditionally we would get in our diet. So our brain really likes these, our cell membranes really like these uh, the phospholipids are used to control lipids in the body, cholesterol and triglycerides and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're used to uh, affect uh, actually brain and nerve and eye structures are, are used with those. And so the phospholipid forms, when they've done studies and they've looked at lipid markers, for example, uh, they find that uh, a lower dose of krill oil works better than a higher dose of the fish oil in mm. the studies on these markers in humans. So when, when we're talking you know, with a clinician, and you're a clinician too, I know, uh, when we're talking to patients, compliance, when we start giving them some protocol to take, depends on it being a manageable thing to do. If you tell them I have to take 12 or 20 capsules a day versus taking two or three capsules a day, what do you think the patient's really going to do over time? <laughs> you know, obviously, the, the fewer they have to take and the smaller they are, the more likely they're actually going to take them every day and get the benefit. You know, because if we're telling them you take, need 20 capsules of flax oil, which are roughly equivalent in EPA, DHA content in the human body after conversion to one or two really strong fish oil capsules. You know, I know what most people are going to take Absolutely. when they know that. And Absolutely. I, as a vegetarian, admit that 
these the fish oils are more concentrated and are already preformed in the, the EPA and DHA that the body uses, rather than the ALA form that's in flax oil, hemp oil, chia oil, walnuts, all that kind of thing. So, you know, the, the fact that there's only a certain conversion, and which depends on magnesium, by the way. Uh, and a lot of us don't have enough magnesium to do other things in the body, so adding a lot of fish oil is not going to necessarily, uh, or a lot of flax oil is not necessarily going to convert into EPA, DHA. So when we're looking at all these different forms, the plant forms uh, other than algae, the algae and fish oil and krill oil forms, uh, definitely the animal-based ones are more concentrated, more effective, in that regard. And you know, I don't personally eat them being a vegetarian, so I have to rely on the algae sources uh, for my EPA, DHA, as well as walnuts and you know, other things like that. But, you know, krill, just to make a long story short, krill oil seems to be more effective <laughs> in terms of how it works and in dosing. And environmentally, it's a pretty well-managed fishery and probably better managed than most of the fisheries where we're getting our typical fish oil products. So environmentally, it seems better. Uh, in terms of dosing, it seems better. In terms of absorption and efficacy, the krill oil seems better. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yep. Um, let me see. Jeff, ask Neil the next time you have him on if he could give his recommendation for a prostate formula for a 55-year-old man. I've had testing. I don't have any prostate cancer. I have BPH. I get up during the night. I get out of bed because I have that sensation, but then I get there and almost nothing's happening. So I know it's enlargement. Does he have a formula that would actually help me out. I've tried a couple and haven't had good success, but then again, I haven't been really regular about taking them. Huh, that's honest. Yeah, there's actually a formula that I worked on called Clinical Strength Prostate Health. That's what right I now. use. That's what I use. Okay. <laughs> and I, yeah, I was involved in that formulation. That's actually one of the first ones to include vitamin D, by the way. Just to show we were pioneers in recognizing there's vitamin D receptors in the prostate gland, as well as in immune cells, by the way. All, they all have uh, vitamin D receptors, so vitamin D is necessary for that. We, uh, If you take the three soft gels a day, you get the full clinical dose of saw palmetto extract, 320 milligrams. Uh, you've got the full clinical dose of plant sterols, the phytosterols. With, with beta cetosterol and other sterols in there, uh, which is actually enough to make a heart claim, too, by the way, for lipids. Uh, we also have a clinical dose of lycopene, the red pigment from tomatoes and other uh, plants, which has a role in prostate health as well as a protective free radical fighting role. But, you know, we've added stinging nettle root extract, quercetin, turmeric root extract, uh, zinc and selenium, green tea extract, pomegranate extract, resveratrol, and a flax lignin to it called linum lice. So it's a very comprehensive formula. As you know, uh, Jeffrey, that's, you know, as you, as you said, you take it yourself. So, you know, mm -hmm. this is the potencies that are comparable to what's used in clinical trials on the three main ingredients, the additional support. Uh, I don't know of another formula as complete. We don't use pygium in there because it's used more for symptomatic relief and it's an endangered species. So it doesn't actually correct problems. It just makes them seem a little better. In other words, uh, I, I didn't formulate with that for those two reasons. It's, it's not clinically as effective. And because it's an endangered species, there's a... You know, it's not only expensive, but you have to make sure you have proper documentation on every batch that's imported from Africa because, you know, people are cheating and you don't want to endanger the species any more than it is. All right. Yep. Thank yeah, I love the formula. I've been on it for quite a while and it was it was dramatically life changing. So thank you. Wow. Thank you. Uh, let me see. Where do we want to go? 
Here's a good one. Hey, Jeff, the next time you have Neil on, ask him a question because I'm curious. I know he's a vegetarian. Ask him the top five things that he recommends that everybody take every day. Oh. Well, I, I start with a multivitamin, and I add a whole bunch of stuff to it. <laughs> I take a vitamin C complex with it. I take a vitamin E complex with it. I take magnesium with it and uh, you know one thing I'll say about magnesium because I eat a calcium rich diet as a vegetarian uh, I'm adding magnesium to balance it so I don't actually take calcium supplements uh, some of the people in my family do and you know I, I do like the aquamin red mineral algae from Iceland it's lower in heavy metals than most calcium sources it's a food source it's harvested in the pristine waters off of Iceland. It's uh, you know, so it's a, it's a seaweed uh, or algae source. Uh, it's about 50% more concentrated than calcium citrate, as well as being lower in lead. So we can use less of the material. You know, if it's 31% calcium instead of 21% calcium and it's got a few percent magnesium already in there. And it's very soluble and well-absorbed, by the way, compared to most, you know, compared to calcium uh, carbonate sources like rock powders. So, you know, if you're not, if you need to take a calcium, I would, I like that form or a calcium citrate uh, with magnesium. I, I like CalMag, but since I get plenty of calcium in my diet, I don't feel I need to add it. Um, I take a, a bunch of antioxidant-type things as well. I take uh, alpha-lipoic acid and, and grapeseed extract and, and a bunch of those kind of things, too. But you know, if we're sticking to five, I would say a multivitamin, a mineral like CalMag, a vitamin C, uh, some kind of omega-3 fish, krill oil, algae oil, something like that to get your omega-3. And for a fifth one, it could be, depending on diet and stuff, you could look at a vitamin E complex. You could look at, uh, uh, I take extra vitamin K for my heart uh, or a vitamin DK combination uh, to boost the multi might be what some people would want. So I'd use that fifth one as kind of a swing uh, choice where, you know, you're trying to balance a specific diet or lifestyle. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, hey, Jeff, I was listening to you and Neil, and I had a question burning in my mind, and I wrote it down, and I'm sending it to you now. Maybe you could just ask him the next time. It has to do with bleeding gums. I have great hygiene in my mouth. I floss. I brush my teeth a couple times a day. I use a soft bristled brush. I rinse my mouth with with healthy, natural toothpaste and mouthwash, my gums perpetually bleed. I also am a bruiser. Somebody said this was something called capillary fragility. I'm not really sure. Could you ask him? Maybe you could address it on your show. Maybe there's somebody else other than me. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there might be numerous causes on that. Uh, I mean, there could be infections. You know, bacteria live in the mouth, and you can actually take oral biotics that are probiotics that grow in the mouth cavity and are protective uh, is one possibility. Um, I, I would look at a, a chewable or liquid CoQ10 because mm -hmm. CoQ10 is very good for the gums and it supports the energetics. Uh, you might not be aware of it, but the gums are actually some of the tissues that need a lot of energy because of the pressure on them when we're eating and chewing or even talking or, or sitting there with, gritting our teeth or whatever, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of energy being used for the gum supporting the teeth and supporting the mouth. So CoQ10 is something that has been related to gum health and taking it in forms that directly impact the gums rather than swallowing it and letting it go indirectly in may be a better option so the chewable or liquids, uh, or even a powder, uh, you know, is what I would typically recommend for that. Another thing is uh, the tissues are largely made out of proteins like collagen. And collagen depends on having protein. 
So having enough protein in the diet is something that's important. Uh, now, the collagen is actually manufactured using vitamin C. So again, vitamin C comes into play in the collagen health of the gum, you know, the actual structural material in the gum. And protecting what's already built also requires antioxidants, free radical fighters. So anything you could do with vitamin C, uh, alpha-lipoic acid, you know, all these uh, antioxidant-type compounds. I call it antioxidant-type compounds because uh, the FDA limits us calling antioxidants on labels to vitamins and minerals. So things like alpha-lipoic acid, the so-called universal antioxidant, is not an antioxidant on product labels due to FDA regulations. So anyone who thinks the dietary supplement regula- uh, uh, industry is unregulated, it just does have to look at these kind of examples as uh, in some ways we may be overregulated compared to the safety of products like coenzyme Q10, which is uh, an antioxidant form, ubiquinol, or alpha-lipoic acid, you know, some of these things that are very benign but have restrictive labeling. Uh, so, yeah, I would look at any kind of antioxidant compounds. The more varied and the more of them, the, the merrier for the gums. Uh, make sure you're getting enough protein and digesting it properly. Uh, we typically recommend uh, 0.8 gram of protein for every 70 kilogram of body weight. In English, that means uh, approximately 70, 80 grams of protein for a 150-pound adult, and that translates to about 25 grams of protein per meal. So if you're looking at an egg with 6 grams of protein, you know, you're not getting anywhere near there unless you're eating four eggs or having bacon with your eggs you know, or something else that contains protein. You know, a glass of milk has, has a 8 grams of protein or whatever, you know. Whatever you can add up to get that approximately 25 grams of protein per meal every day, and that's for the average 150-pound adult. Larger people might need more to maintain their protein, and you have to digest the protein. We are what we eat, but only when we digest it. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Let me see. Oh, here's a good one. Hey, Jeff, ask Neil a question about digestion. I take a digestive enzyme. I used to take probiotics, but somebody said if I'm taking an enzyme, that does the same thing as the probiotic, and now I'm confused. Can I use both of them together, and are they both needed, and do they enhance each other, and do they do different things? Ooh, there you go. <laughs> they do different things. So uh-huh. probiotics are live organisms that colonize the gut. They form like a chain mail. It's called a biofilm in the body that's protective. It actually acts as a medium, a communications medium, between immune cells and gut cells, in fact. And it's part of our immune system to have these. And there's probably more probiotics living in a healthy gut than there are cells in our bodies. So we need these to be consumed and living in our system to to be healthy. If you don't have 50 to 100 strains of different types of probiotics in your gut, you cannot have healthy gut health, healthy immunity, and, and really be comfortable. So you know, probiotics are needed. Enzymes are produced in the body. You can also take them if they're produced you know, and sold as supplements. Uh, but they're not as essential to consume as the probiotics because you can only make probiotics if you've already consumed them and they're growing in your system and you have a healthy gut. And typically, you need to maintain them with some inputs. So they do different things. Enzymes actually help you break down and digest food, as well as breaking down proteins and other debris because there is waste and damage in the body. There's remodeling and recycling and stuff damaged from immune activities. You know, if you think of it, uh, a demolition crew could be either military or a construction, you know, clearing a, a site or something. 
and it, it's the same way in the body. The immune system and, and it uses is being used to get rid of damaged cells, damaged tissues, uh, and, and to get rid of things that it doesn't like in there. In fact, uh, uh, the immune system will attack proteins that are not properly digested. And that's believed to be one of the causes of some of the autoimmune diseases is bad digestion where protein gets in too far, the immune system says, hey, this doesn't belong here and attacks it. And all of a sudden you have antibodies with memories of a protein that's in your food supply. It might even match a protein in your body. So if you have an autoimmune disease of the thyroid, you might have targeted a protein that's in the thyroid gland somewhere else with the immune system, for example. So, you know, a lot of that is, is uh, you know, theoretical or it depends on the type of autoimmune disease and what's going on. But, you know, you definitely need good digestion. We, As healthy people, we'll make our own digestive enzymes. We're going to make pepsin in the stomach that's activated by stomach acid. We're going to make pancreatic enzymes that are coming from the pancreas. We're going to have the bile from the gallbladder. And it's all going to work beautifully, and we're going to digest our food. The food's going to be well chewed into a liquid, and everything's going to absorb nicely. But, you know, in the real world, everything is not perfect. And sometimes people need a boost, and they take some extra enzymes. I, I keep some with me on the kitchen table in case I have, a, you know, difficulty digesting a meal or I'm taking a, a very heavy meal or something. I always take it with me when I travel because I'm not controlling my diet as well and I'm eating unusual things that uh, might challenge my digestive system. So, and, you know, I'm on the move, you know, uh, sleep habits are different, uh, what I'm doing is different. So, you know, I, I will always travel with both probiotics and enzymes. But they do different things. You know, one is digestive and cleaning up debris, the enzymes. And the other is protective and helping the immune system. Okay. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a great answer. Um, where do I go? Hey, Jeff, ask Neil the next time you go on, because I know he talks about men's health and women's health. I am now smack dab in the middle of hot flash bill. My doctor basically told me to suck it up. Um, and my friends have are all older than me, and they've already been through it. Is there something that works on hot flashes? I want to stay natural. I'm not taking anything medication or pharmaceutical. Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, I would look at the diet for one thing, because when we're looking at things like hot flashes, we're looking at an imbalance of hormones. And, you know, the body is supposed to be able to regulate them, but... One issue is that a lot of it can be balanced by increasing the amount of legumes in the diet. Legumes contain plant hormones called isoflavones or phytoestrogens that mimic the natural enzymes in our body but are like a thousand times weaker. So they don't tend to cause problems. They, they tend to either buffer the amounts when you don't make enough of the enzymes, I mean, uh, the hormones, I mean. Uh, if you don't make enough of them and you have the, the ones from plants, that they're in flax, they're in beans, soybeans have the highest amount, but there's plenty in pinto beans or garbanzo beans or other beans, lentils as well. And those are actually going to fit the receptors for for hormones in the body and satisfy them where you don't, have uh, an imbalance. The body is not perceiving an imbalance when you don't have enough hormones made naturally. On the other hand, if you're making too much of the hormones, they'll still fit the receptors and block the other hormones from hitting, and they'll help kind of modulate where the body is, doesn't feel it has too many of the hormones. The other thing is some of these hormones, you know, a lot of the estrogenic compounds in our bodies may be coming from pesticides, agricultural chemicals, plastics, and those are far stronger than the ones we make in our body. And the plant estrogens, the phytoestrogens, also block them. 
so that they can't disrupt the body as much. They don't, you know, they don't fit the receptors, and the body has a chance to try to gather them up and detoxify them through the liver. So you know, legumes are really an important part of it. Uh, the other thing is there are basic herbs that you can use, uh, herbal formulas, that contain things like uh, dong kwai uh, and other botanicals that are going to be used to help manage that. Uh, wild yam, borage oil, vitex uh, are some of them for for balance. And if you're talking about menopause, there's slightly different combinations they use because the hormonal balance is different as women age. So for younger women, uh, there's a product we make called Female Balance uh, for women going through menopause and perimenopause. There's a product called Menopause Support. There's also uh, progesterone creams, which can be added to these formulas as needed. Um, they're typically sold for uh, balancing skin health and things like that uh, because of restrictions on labeling these things. But natural progesterone is actually very balancing, uh, very well researched. It's, it's relatively safe compared to other hormones you would be looking at or, or taking. And uh, you know, if for someone who, for example, gets a menstrual migraine or something like that, uh, they really should be looking at what progesterone could do for them in terms of balancing their hormones. Okay, perfect. Uh, let me see. Hey, Jeff, uh, the next time you're doing a show with Neil, I, I stay within the now food category. And now I'm on a different shift at one of the hotels after the pandemic. I'm now on graveyard for the first time after being on days for 20 years. I can't sleep. Does Neil have a preference for sleep? I've looked at individual nutrients um, or should I look toward a blend? All I know is I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm exhausted. Well, the traditional thing people take for circadian rhythm disturbances, for, for sleep cycle disturbances, is melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone. It's an antioxidant. We, don't, we can't call it that on a label, but it is. Um, and it's, you, know, you can use any dosage from 1 milligram up to 20 milligrams. Typically, lower, the lowest one that works is the best. You might be able to use it for a few days or a few weeks and get off of it, you know, where it helps reset your cycle. So that is one consideration. Uh, we've got a combination formula called Sleep Regimen 3-in-1 that has 3 milligrams of melatonin, but we had 5-HTP, which is the precursor of serotonin and melatonin, and L-theanine, which is the amino acid that's in green tea that is very calming. So that is another option. And uh, we just came out with another product uh, with ashwagandha. Hmm. And we've combined it with something called lactium. And it has an interesting story. This is the result of over a dozen years of research at a French university. It's called ashwagandha stress relief. And it combines two active ingredients, the botanical herb ashwagandha, which people are probably familiar with, but it also has a milk protein called lactium. And the story behind this one is these researchers uh, realized that when a young newborn baby nurses, that the baby goes right to sleep, right, right after they nurse. They get real sleepy. And in a few months, they don't anymore. They could still be nursing, but they no longer have that effect. And they discovered the, the difference is the development of the baby's digestive system. And it's digesting the milk differently. That an imperfect digestion is resulting in this, this peptide, a uh, combination of amino acids from the milk called lactium that is not present when adults digest milk. 
So they isolated this and they're giving it in a form that adults can take and get the same benefits as the baby, where it makes you sleepy, uh, go to sleep more quickly, maintain on an uninterrupted sleep, and have better sleep quality in human clinical studies. So, you know, it's an interesting new product we just came out with, with some good clinicals on there. The suggested use is to take one or two capsules with or without food at, uh, during daytime for stress or before bed to help with sleep. So, you know, it, it's it's pretty easy formula to look at and take. Uh, the milk protein uh, is actually digested where it it is considered hypoallergenic, even though it's derived from milk, because it's not complete milk protein. It's, it's a peptide from milk. And, of course, the ashwagandha in there, which uh, a lot of people use for stress. So I actually have a, a bottle here I just got that I haven't opened yet, but something mm. I'm looking to play with and see how it works. All right. Here's one from a friend of mine, and he wanted me to pose this to you. He goes, the pandemic was very hard on me. I don't do well in seclusion. Um, I kind of got in the dark a little bit, my mood and anxiousness. I've come out of it a little bit. I do not want to use medication. Um, he wanted me to ask you the best nutrient or blend or singular nutrient that might help to give him a really nice lift because he's afraid of using anything pharmaceutical for because of addicting nature. Yeah, so so a mood elevator, in other words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there are some good mood elevators. Uh, we've got, you know, sometimes reducing the stress will help. So some of these stress formulas might help. Uh, St. Mm-hmm. John's wort is a traditional herb that's used for mood support. It has a, a number of other roles. One caution is that it's one of the herbs that is, most likely to interact with medications. So for someone who's not on medications, it's it's a nice choice. For someone who is on medications, you have to look at the interactions with particular medications on that one. So, you know, that is an option on there. Um, Other things that help with mood, uh, sometimes there's different amino acids that help with mood. And when we're looking at amino acids for mood support, we're looking at uh, ones that are calming, uh, like GABA, theanine, taurine are a few of them, uh, and they do come in combination forms as well as singly. Um, you know, people will tend to use these amino acids that way to uh, support neurotransmitters that are more calming and relaxing. Um, also. Uh, supporting the adrenal gland, which is where a lot of the stress hormones come from. And the stress hormones make us nervous. They elevate blood pressure. They affect digestion. Uh, they increase blood sugar. So a lot of the effects people get day-to-day of being nervous and and not comfortable may be a result of biochemical imbalances that maybe just having anti-stress something, uh, the herbal combination, Relora, for example, vitamin C again, B-complex are used uh, in, in so-called stress formulas. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things like that. The ashwagandha is used for stress also. So, you know, there, there are there are a number of things that are considered mood elevating uh, in that regard. Uh, amino acids uh, would typically be looking at the, the more calming ones, but you know, some people get an opposite effect. You know, you see that with medications, too, where they give stimulants to people to calm them down with certain biochemistry. So, you know, it's not one size fits all. Everyone's got a different individual biochemistry, and sometimes what works for one person doesn't work for another. And that's that's the problem with the one size fits all philosophies or, you know, in studies, this works, so we're going to give it to everybody, and it doesn't mm-hmm. always work on everybody. Well, and they try to put everybody in the same box, and that doesn't work either, so I get it. We're each um, a different flavor of chemical soup. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that. That's good. <laughs> um, hey, Jeff, I've heard you and Neil talk a lot about essential oils, 
my four-year-old and my six-year-old are prone to earaches. I was just wondering, is there an essential oil that I could use for earaches? Is there something else that's beneficial? Could you ask? Huh. Well, earaches could be caused by food allergies or, or, or seasonal allergies or food sensitivities that are actually causing like an inflammation and clogging the drainage from the ears. So that, that should be ruled out as, as an issue. Um, there, there could be concerns with uh, clogging, uh, you know, like uh, impacted uh, wax in the ear canal. And there are products that we make one in ear oil. And there's oils of garlic, the herb mullion, calendula, St. John's wort, and a base of tea tree oil. So it's also antiseptic. Uh, going in the ear and it softens the earwax and lets it come out naturally. You know, if it's if it hardens. Now, some people have that as, as an issue. Uh, but you know, in terms of uh, you know, there are some essential oils you can sniff and kind of clear sinuses. You know, and those would be ones that uh, you you would consider for that. Uh, you know, like uh, mint oil, eucalyptus tea tree, uh, the spike lavender, which tends to have more camphor in it than the normal lavender oil. Uh, you know, the camphory ones tend to be uh, more clearing of the sinuses and breathing passages, and that may help as well, because if mucus is clogging the ear canals, that can, you know, affect balance and, and uh you know, your hearing and, and all the kinds of other issues like that, too. Okay. And this is a question also on essential oils. <clears throat> it says, if you have breathing problems, can you still use a diffuser? Does it depend on the oil? And is it individual? Yeah, I mean, breathing issues is kind of general, but uh, yeah, you very. can diffuse essential oils that are clearing the air and you know we've seen people put like eucalyptus oil in a, a pot of hot water on the stove and put their head over the steam not too close to, you know don't want to burn yourself and put a towel over their head and kind of try to in inhale the the cooling steam as it comes off to try to uh, open the breathing passengers uh, I've used the Olba's inhalers in the past which mm -hmm. contain those kind of oils and a little sniffer you could put right in your nose and, and sniff on. But also, uh, you know, we use the essential oils themselves in potpourris or diffusers or other sources uh, like that. Uh, we even have the uh, we even have the uh, uh, the little roll-on ones. Uh, with mm -hmm. essential oils, you can put on your temples or, or 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 sniff on those too. Little portable ones that are not liquids. You know, the liquids are inside a, a, some kind of tube, so it's not something that uh, is real messy to carry around. So you know, th there are different options available like that with essential oils. You know, I, I would I would look for ones that are you know clear the air or uh, you know. Things that have like eucalyptus in their tea tree, you know, something camphory really is is what people are going for. Eucalyptus. Um, that's all the time we have for questions, but I would love a tip of the day from Neil. Okay, let me think of one. Gee. <laughs> well, one thing is to not stress out too much about all the details. I mean. I take supplements every day, but if I miss a day, I miss a meal, it's not the end of the world. You know, these things are not going to disappear overnight. Uh, you know, you want to make sure to generally do what you need to do. And if there's an occasional exception, you know, like the 80-20 rule, uh, if you're doing the right thing 80% or more of the time, you can fail to do that or, or cheat or whatever occasionally and it's not the end of the world. So, you know, don't be hard on yourself if you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but we all are trying to perfect ourselves. I love it. 
Neil, thank you so much. I, I wish you well. Look forward to seeing you next. Well, I see you upcoming, and but I really want to bless you on, the, on safe travels on your trips because you've got some fun trips coming up. Yep, they're long trips, so I'm looking forward to getting them and getting there and getting back. <laughs> take care of my. Take care of yourself and good and good wishes to your family, sir. All right, be healthy, my friend. Thank you. Bye bye. My guest today, Neil Levin, representing Now Foods. If you go to Stay Healthy, you'll see Now Foods everywhere. Well, basically in just about every section, they have an amazing, um, just an amazing field of supplement products in every single category. Head over to Stay Healthy Health Food Store. See what a full-service health food store is all about. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston right next to Smith's. Stay Healthy is Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. They've been around a long time. They're the gem in the desert, and once you go, you'll wish you'd always gone because generation after generation of people go to stay healthy for the most knowledgeable people to work with who are educated, intelligent, informed, relevant, and passionate because when it comes to health and well-being, all they want to do is help. They want to make sure you have everything you need to be successful on your healthy journey. Give them a call at 877-2494-877-2494. They do have mail order services available, so definitely ask them about that. And don't forget to go to their newly revamped webpage. It's doing great. And so many of you have partnered up, partnered up with them. All you have to do is enter your email address. You start getting coupons and newsletters and uh, promotional alerts, and you stay in touch with the store as well as being able to listen to any of the podcasts of the radio shows all there on demand for downloads when it's convenient for you. It's all about information today and being able to have the technology to be able to offer this in a podcast is fantastic because people love to listen to podcasts when they're walking, walking the dog, at the gym, on the treadmill, sitting around, you know, and just kind of hanging out. It's, it's so important because I'm going to bring you, as I have for 40 years now, over 40 years, the most up-to-date information from the best guests in the industry, the, the most up-to-date testing and breakthroughs that are out there because I want you to be aware. I don't ever want somebody to say I had no idea they had that. Well, I want you to know that they do and then take that information and make those important decisive decisions. The store is open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. Once again, the phone number 877-2494. The webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, stayhealthylasvegas.com. And remember, when you go in the store, bring your questions with you. They would like nothing better than to have a dialogue, have a conversation, answer questions, and get you closer and headed in the right direction toward the goals you're trying to achieve. And don't forget to fill out the drawing slip for the basket of the month giveaway from some of their favorite companies. These baskets are really cool. They're loaded with great stuff. And all you got to do is fill out a slip. I think that's awesome. Remember to check out all of the products from Now Foods in every area. Uh, everyday low prices on Now Foods every single day. And remember, when you go to Stay Healthy, you're part of the Stay Healthy family because they are your one-stop, full-service location for everything health and nutrition. Have a great day, everyone. Do something awesome just for you. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Tune in Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1340 a.m. and 98.9 FM for the most up-to-date information on your good health and well-being with the best guests in the industry who are here to help all of us get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. My show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the northwest corner of Charleston and Rancho, next to Smith's. Visit Stay Healthy to see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. Stay Healthy offers exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products at awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. I look forward to talking with all of you again. Stay healthy.